guys, welcome back. I know it's been a little bit. It's been a little while since we've been able to get together and you know have these conversations. So I appreciate you guys making time to come back. Um, so this evening we have again the three faithful questions. So today we're going to be talking about um, a husband spouse changing their mind on wanting kids. We're going to be talking about healthy boundaries that a wife should have with the baby mama, and we're going to be talking about when is an appropriate time or how to reveal um, deep traumatic issues that one person might be experiencing in the relationship. So those are the questions that's on the agenda this evening. Let's go ahead and dive right into them. Okay, so the first one is, my now husband and I discussed when we got back together that we both wanted to have kids and we would wait until we were in our 30s and finish getting our higher education degrees. But since then, he has gone through some depression and anxiety, and now he has completely changed his mind on wanting kids. I am in my early 30s, and he is in his late 30s. I understand his medical concerns are his reasons for not wanting kids, but I still want kids, and this is heartbreaking to me. I never thought this would happen. Kids are important to me. We've been together over 10 years. What now? So who would like to give their first take on that um I guess I'm I'll say something um I think maybe the wife of course should like really be concerned with her husband's needs like his you know mental health is really important nowadays or just any in general you know and so I think really like fixing that first making sure he gets the help that he needs um is the priority um, but, but not putting that on the back burner, but really like, you know, getting the help that he needs and then revisiting that mm-hmm. whenever, whatever that looks like after that. Yeah. Um, I think, she, you know, she probably should start there first, fix that. Cause you don't want to bring a child into the world. And then mm-hmm. there's a lot of other problems going on. Right. Cause then you're going to have more problems than just his depression at that point. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Uh, for me, I'll probably just like say a little bit what she said, but I will add more. Um, kids are blessing, as we said, but then also they can come with in different situations. And I think it's always better to plan when you want to have kids, because if you don't really plan, you can add more depression on either the woman or the, the husband. Now, on this situation, um, I think what they will probably do is like communication. Like if you don't want to have kids right now, I know at some age for women, probably they will start getting like frustrated, like they have to have a baby at this age, before this age. But if you understand your husband that he has a depression going on and I'll probably not want a baby like right now, right now, Let's fix the depression part. Like, let's work throughout this together. And then right after that, if possible, we can have a baby. But then also there is also adoption. You know, there is, I know it's some, some how people can adopt a baby and you can uh, treat that baby as your child. So it's not, it, there's always a solution not to uh, bring that more depression to the couple. And I think freeze your eggs, you know, if... <laughs> It doesn't work out with him. Maybe uh, work out with someone else. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that's a hard one. Yeah, um, it is. 
yeah, everything I think that, that the Melinda said, because um, I agree that it is, is he's already struggling with depression, adding another, adding a baby to that dynamic. Um, babies in itself, you know, there's comes, there's stressors that come with that. And then you don't want them him to resent you. And at the same time, it sounds like she might be struggling with if he doesn't go through with their pre-plan of having kids, she could resent him too. So yeah. it's like that, that's, yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, that is because it kind of seems like right now he's not ready and he wants to wait. But like I said, women are on a, on a time frame. You know, it's only you only have a certain amount of years that where you could produce a child. You know, mm-hmm. of course, miracle babies do happen, but that's a risk. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. and if his depression is something that she foresees going on for years, or if it hasn't um, resolved itself, if he's not trying to do therapy to help, then uh, unfortunately, you you have to uh, either. I don't know. Yeah, you, you got to know when. We don't ever, yeah. Yeah, we don't ever <laughs> encourage divorce or anything like that. But it's like, yeah. you, at one point, do you, do you say like, you know, you when can I have my baby? You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you gotta, yeah. Like, how long is waiting too long? You know? But I think visions do change sometimes for couples in marriage, though, right? Um, yeah, but you have conversations where you eventually try to get on the same page. Yeah, you have to still yeah. agree, and, right? Yeah. And so I feel like if. Is it just a seasonal depression where he's going through something difficult or she's going through something difficult? And it's like, okay, we can ride it through exactly what um, Melinda said. Like, let's get help for that right now. Yeah. But if this is like, no, I changed my mind. I don't want it at all. Yeah. Regardless, there's a switch up and it's worth the conversation. Like what yeah. happened? Cause yeah. this isn't what we agreed upon. Yeah. So like, yeah. we need to like go into some type of therapy for that because like on both sides, it can cause some resentment on yeah. both sides. Yeah. Exactly. I love how you both share the angle of pretty much summarizing here that it could be a season and like let's address the immediate you know depression and like you said are we doing the work to like you know overcome that so that we can like reassess and like okay you know this is what we discussed prior on having kids is it just a season that we need to get through so that we can you know get back on the same page with having children so I love that and I definitely think that this is kind of like where it was coming from like when I saw it is that this is a season that we're in right now and I'm kind of scared about the future because of the season that we're currently in right now so yeah Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the second question. All right, the second one says, what are healthy boundaries a wife should have with the baby mama of her husband's child? For example, when it comes to having children from his previous relationship visit or me not being invited to birthday parties of his other children, should I be offended if I'm not invited or feel guilty if I did things for our kids that I don't do for his other kids? situation yeah uh I, I, i'm sorry can i go i'm curious yeah yeah um i would say it's very 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 important for the man to um establish his current wife's role in a relationship to lot to not let her feel like she's the other woman uh other than his relationship with the baby mama um like i don't we don't have any other kids we don't have any kids you know so um that's that's interesting i I would definitely you know if my baby's mama is inviting me then i'm bringing my wife i'm bringing my girl whoever i'm with you know wherever i go she coming with me and if the baby mama can't understand that then hey i just won't show up i just can't show up because there's no way i'm gonna continue 
or I establish a relationship with the baby mama and leave out my wife or girlfriend at, at the yeah. current time. You know, yeah. that, that just ain't gonna happen. And then it's not even a matter of, um, if this were the situation, you can't have a relationship with your baby mom or your kid outside of me, yeah. but I need to be in the equation. Like, yeah. you're not going to treat me like you said, like I'm a third party. Yeah. And the baby like, mom not inviting, well. not yeah. inviting me, like stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's up for the husband, I think, yeah. to, like you said, he needs to and, establish and, that yeah, and yeah, yeah. be very clear about some boundaries because yeah. that's mm-hmm. not okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, it definitely <laughs> is. I was like, I don't even know what to say to but, uh, I'll probably say that uh, there is uh, different people who has different situation with communication and stuff like that. If uh, communicate to the baby mama, like this is now the person that I am with, you have to respect them and I'll bring her to the party or to uh, be involved with my kids too. Because yeah. most of the time, I think like uh, if there is issue there, the baby mama will probably want to uh, not want the dads to have a relationship with the child. But then if the communication is okay, like I want to have a relationship with my child. So I want to be a part of his life. So I have to bring whoever who I am with so they can also be a part of that their, their life. Because there's some point where, um, I mean, some situation where the kids probably want to like spend the nights or come over for the weekend to spend time with his dad and then the dad with his, with his wife. So is, uh, the, the husband also needs to make the kid understand that this is my wife now. There is, uh, it didn't probably work with your mom, but you have to also show respect this and this and this so that's probably what i think yeah i think it's important to just like you know just set the boundaries right at the beginning and really you know set the tone for whatever that looks like and works for you know that couple and then also i know you mentioned something about like if they had kids together and there was like you know an additional child before they got together i mean i think it's important to like treat all the children fairly like and if you can't do that then maybe y'all don't need to, you know, have that type of situation. But I think yeah. it's important to, and, and and I know that takes a lot to like treat another person's child like your own. Um, but um, that's just something that you really have to work hard to do. And I think it's important, like if you're gonna be in that type of situation, just already having your mind, like, hey, this is the situation I'm in, and I'm gonna open this child you know, with, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be for this child with open arms and, and um, love them just like they're my own. So yeah. Love it. Absolutely. I think that like you guys kind of both touch on between the communication being an important piece um, and factor between the baby mama and that husband and, you know, establishing those boundaries. And also at the end of the day, it's really about that child, right? Like what sort of experience is that child going to have if like the baby mama is causing trouble, like you can't be with your father because he's a her. And, you know, I don't want you to be there without my supervision. So (laughs) it absolutely is definitely um, something to consider and like be clear on upfront sooner rather than later when children are involved. Absolutely. Okay. Can I, can I play devil's advocate? But I was just thinking though, because we're, we're thinking I think for us, we automatically empathize with the person who's writing the letter saying like, 
she's the outside, like she's the new lady in the picture. But what if it was like a mistress that broke up a family? Oh, you know, and she's <laughs> really though, and she's and she's demanding to be included. Like that's that's hey, different. You're well, right. That's, that's different. That's definitely tough. <laughs> that's different. We like automatically empathize with her, but what if she's like the guilty party? You know what I mean? But it's like eventually, like you say, it is what the kid, what the kid's best interest, but I mean, still, you got to think about yeah. that could have been a factor. Yeah. <laughs> that is a valid point, right? Right. There. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> it does happen. Yeah, right. you're right. right. It does happen. So I guess let's unpack that a little bit. I'll just, you know, share my thoughts and let you guys have a little time to gather your thoughts. But um, let's say that, you know, the wife is the one that was the mistress or, you know, that one that broke up that previous relationship. Um, me personally, just off the bat, I would think communication is important. Um, again, a lot of people probably don't discuss like the reason for the breakup, but we would yeah. hope in that situation, the husband and the baby mama would have been clear on why things didn't work out. And like, you yeah. know, maybe, you know, again, it's not an easy situation. Like she's probably gonna have some feelings about, you know, how that yeah. went down and be like, hey, I don't want my child around any kind of woman like that. So yeah. it's really gonna, I guess, boil down to the personalities and characters of that man and woman. Like, hey, can you guys like, you know, get to that point where you can have that conversation and like, you know, heal and move forward for, you know, the best interest of maybe the child in the relationship because that is still that, you know, child's father, that is still that child's mother. So mm -hmm. it's really, um, subjective I think like depending on the people involved if they yeah. can get that point and you know overcome yes. that because yes. <laughs> that is not easy, no, <laughs> not <it's> not. easy. <laughs> all right Danny and Bree did you guys want to add on to that um I would just say it takes a lot of maturity that's that's probably yeah, it for true. me because <laughs> just being in that situation I my instinct is being like yeah no I'm I'm shutting off from all of that I don't want to be involved in that type of situation so I think that if that is your situation seek, seek out so, uh, outside sources you know it really help to mediate everything and communicate whatever you need um, because I think I've even seen situations where like the grandparents or the grandmother gets involved or whatever and she's the middle person to hand off the child up here because it, it could really be that bad, you know, mm -hmm. at, at some point. And so, hey, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, just a quick spinoff off of that previous question. Um, so I guess like the thing here too, when it comes to that child, um, what advice maybe would you offer, you know, again, because let's say that, you know, that mistress becomes the wife and the you know, husband is still that child's father. So mm -hmm. I guess maybe what are your thoughts on, um, I don't know, maybe like, does the mistress need to like, does the mistress need to meet baby mama so that they can like, if they're mature enough to, you know, sit down and have that conversation? Does the baby mama need to accept that, hey, this is still the child's father. And I don't want to like, you know, I don't know, taint the childhood memories or be that bitter you know woman that's keeping the child from like you know he's always asking where's my dad or whatever and I'm the one that's preventing that relationship from developing like what yeah. are your thoughts on I guess um that situation I guess like maybe in the interest where the interest of the child is being considered what do you think the adults in that situation probably need to you know have happen um I'm gonna be honest I, I wouldn't 
I couldn't, I don't know if I'll be the adult in that situation. I'm going to be teddy <laughs> because if, if you break up my home and, and you have birthday parties, you're not coming over. Okay. If you left me for somebody and, and I'm having a birthday party for our kid, you're not going to bring another husband to my house. I'm sorry. He, he can't come. He, he broke this up. So I'm sorry. I'm going to be Mr. Petty with the crown on my head. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, yeah. that's that. Anyone else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that, though, because I know that's that's a and, and com, a unfortunately suffer. common thing. Yeah, you know, people deal with stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think eventually, though. Um, I'm not mature enough right now. Because <laughs> it would be it would be a woman. It would be you know yeah, difficult. Yeah. But I think eventually, again, it all goes down to what's best for the child. Um, in that situation, it might not be best for the for the family to come together because they're not able to yeah. communicate. So it might be good for the separation yeah. in that season. But at some point, I think it is healthy. It could be healthy for the the child to see everybody yeah. kind of coming together at some point. But I yeah, that yeah. that's going to take some work. Yeah. I wouldn't force that situation. No, and I, I think maybe I'm so harsh right now because I said we don't have kids, so I don't know what I would and wouldn't do for my child. Yeah, but. Oh, that's a good point. But right now, he and I here, so I don't know what that looks like. So I'm, I'm Mr. Petty. So <laughs> <laughs> I just I can do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Danny and Brie, any final words on that, or we're gonna move on to next? Which other? I really cannot. That's like so difficult. But uh, <laughs> if I wanna add something, like again, it's it, it depends if you like. You have to be at. Uh, you have to be mature enough to know how to deal with those. And if you don't, if you're not really like understanding the whole situation, and you also jealous about, oh, I'll probably wanted to get back to that relationship. It creates like anger, and sometimes it's not even the parents who are dealing with that. It's probably gonna be the child where the dad will tell or whenever the, the kids over it will tell what is your mom or is your mom giving make sure you your mom has this and this and yeah. then when the, the child is with the mom the mom will also do you see your dad is like this and this and this yeah. blah blah so now as the child is growing up they'll probably have some uh, either they'll probably hear their parents with both of them maybe or they will be like, okay, now that I'm growing enough, I'll probably be better with my mom or I'll probably yeah. be better with my dad. So it's a difficult situation for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point that you brought up. Go ahead, Brie. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Because I think like whenever you're, you, I, I just think you shouldn't involve like, or parents shouldn't say stuff like that to their kids. Like, mm -hmm. you know, really kind of separate that, like separate your feelings from what, you know, cause you want your, I mean, that's still your, your kid's dad at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And like some stuff, like I I've seen it time and time again, where maybe mothers or fathers say like something about their, their father or mother to, you know, the child. And that's not, that's not their place. That's not their fault that they even did the situation. Kind of mm -hmm. y'all fault they in that situation. So yeah. it's like, yeah leave the children out of it and I think that they should ha sh like have the choice to have whatever type of relationship they want with their parents so that's what Absolutely. I think love that and unfortunately I was gonna say that 
adding on to exactly what you just said, that kind of creates sometimes situations like that, like these broken families and generation of curses. Because let's say you did want a relationship with our child, but I'm so bitter, I'm so hurt. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I don't even necessarily have to prevent our child from stopping to see you, but the way I talk about you, they now have this image of daddy that, you know, the mother put in their head and they don't even want a relationship with you. So now you have this child that grows up divided physically yep. and emotionally from their father or mother or whatever the case is. Um, and it just kind of starts this kind of generational hate. And I'm yeah. just like, that is just so, it's really sad that that is so, so common. Oh, absolutely. important when you said um, it's, it's, you have to be mature. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, I, I, that's a test I'm going to fail right now. <laughs> Y'all get him mad just thinking about it. That's fair to say. And I was actually going to say that, you know, timing is very important in this situation because the closer you are to it, like Danny was saying, you don't want to bring a child into that. Like you're trying to like, be the mature adult or whatever and then you're bringing a child into that and then that toxicity starts to seep in because you're putting them in the middle of everything or you're painting these images and yada yada so timing is definitely going to be important to like make sure the adults in that situation are you know healed or you know like slowly get into that point of reaching that point of communication or have time to figure out how to make this work you know because as that child gets older and they're able to think for themselves make decisions for themselves they're gonna you know either start asking questions or they're gonna like start to see well maybe what you said about him or her wasn't true and i can see that it was out of anger and bitterness and like you said that generational cycle is like continuing and it's like you know you don't want to like be the one that's like robbing that child your child of a childhood or whatever or and you know you just gotta like take that time and then figure out that time, figure out like, Hey, what's in the best interest, you know, for the relationship with me and my child and, you know, Mm -hmm. overall generally, and that does take time. It is going to take time. Yeah. Good discussion. Thank you for bringing up that point. (laughs) There's so (laughs) many different layers to that because now I'm thinking all the other (laughs) That was excellent though. That was excellent. Thank you for bringing it up. Okay. So let's go ahead and move on to the final question for this evening. All right, so do you feel deep past trauma should be disclosed to your partner or that you should just heal and not discuss it with them? Some people feel that it's a burden to pour out on others and others feel like it should be told. Some examples of the deep trauma is like rape, assault, domestic violence. So some pretty deep rooted issues that, you know, it's going to take some time to heal from. So what are your thoughts as far as like um, when to disclose it or if to disclose it and maybe how to disclose that information if like one of the spouses has experienced something like that? I would say I definitely think that's something important to disclose because whether or not you verbalize it, it's showing up, I guarantee. Mm -hmm. In some type of way, it's showing up. And I think the time to disclose it would be maybe if your, your partner starts noticing like certain patterns of your, you know, have fits of anger or you're shutting them down in some ways. And when those patterns start to impact your relationship, which eventually they are, um, hopefully you are in a safe relationship where you're able to share that. Um, and then just don't like, and they use the word dumping it and being a burden it's to share with your partner so they can understand. And then you go get the help that you need because you're sharing it with them. They didn't cause 
you know, it didn't sound like this question, the trauma came from the spouse, but they didn't cause that. But that's definitely something that you need to work out on your own, because I guarantee it's showing up in your relationship somehow. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, I really do um, believe it's something that you should disclose. Um, I, like I said, it's, it's not fair for your partner to watch you struggle or to watch you be resent, resentful towards them or standoffish or closed off or every time they move, you flinch because they come from an abusive home and you don't even know and you think they may not be attracted to you, but they have so much that they're dealing with internally. I, I just think it's not fair for you to hold, hold that in. Uh, like I said, dispose it with your partner, try to work it out, but also try and seek the help that you need for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, you're in there for that shit together. So I will, I want to know everything about her and I want her to know everything about me. Mm -hmm. So we can, you know, help each other out, you know, things that she struggles with. I can help her with things I struggle with. She can help me with. So I really think it's important to disclose it. Mm. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I agree with the ballers. You guys said everything that I was probably going to say um, in this. And it's just really, really important, regardless of how small the situation or how small you think the situation is, I think it's important to, um, to, to at least let them know like what's going on, what was your past, because any like little small thing like some, like can trigger whatever that was, it could bring, you know, those feelings back up and you're like, what's wrong with me? Like what, you know, what's going on? So it's really important to heal because, you know, they might do something that you you didn't know that they would do or whatever it is and it brings back those old feelings and now hey now you're I don't want to be dramatic balled up in a corner somewhere crying or you locked yourself <laughs> in the bathroom yeah. crying and the spouse is like okay what's going on what you know what happened and so I think um yeah it's just really important to just yeah just close that right away or just whenever you feel comfortable yeah yeah um I mean, everybody said good things. Whatever I'll probably add is like the timing. I think you have to be or to feel comfortable before you disclose something that's really God or something that you have um, had in your past. Because mm -hmm. there is a situation, for instance, like rape. If somebody got raped, they'll probably be not comfortable as soon as you get in the relationship just to tell the person I've been raped and stuff for such and such and such. But then if like, I'm not comfortable with you, now I can tell you like, okay, in the past I've lived this way, this is what happened to me. Then um, that's why you probably see this kind of reaction towards me. But then uh, before that, I don't, there is also some other situation where at the beginning of the relationship, you have to be open to be, for instance, like I'm probably sick at this point. Like I, if you're willing to be with me, I'm already open, like I'm sick. I cannot do this. I cannot have babies or whatever that is. If you tell the partner that at the beginning, then yeah. you'll probably see, am I also gonna be okay with that or not? You'll probably be selfish if you hide that and then start telling later, it will probably be really not, not, not okay. So that's probably uh, those two points that I will add. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool yeah. transparency. So I that's guess, the, <laughs> yeah, so I guess a quick follow on question. And I think um, you guys may have touched on it a little bit, Glenn and Sheree, but um, when it comes to, I guess, not being a burden. So I think it's great that, you know, yes, you should be upfront about, you know, what your trauma or your issues are. But now that you've shared this information with your significant other, 
how do you, I guess, like what advice would you guys give for it not becoming a burden? Because I absolutely do believe that it's going to show up in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And like you guys said, um, the part, the other spouse or person might do something or say something that triggers something or the other person might, you know, react, whether in anger, jealousy, hurt, depression, whatever. And whether or not the other person knows what's going on or not, they're seeing that change impact the relationship. So how can, um, what are some ways or advice you guys would offer for how the person can, because this is a process. It's not just a one-time mm -hmm. and done yeah. thing. It's not like, hey, I told you what my problems are. It's magically going to go away. It's a process that the couple and the relationship is going to have to go through and, you know, figure out how to survive. So how can, like, you know, make sure it's not going to be a burden onto, you know, the other person or on the relationship? I would say, and this is like transparent, transparent. So like I went through a season of like having like really, really difficult work season. And so I had a lot of light of anxiety and like struggling with depression. And even myself being a, a therapist, like I know all the things, the tools and stuff that we tell clients, but it was hard for me to disclose it to him because exactly that I felt like I was being a burden. Um, like I just wasn't myself. Um, and he really freed me in saying, I love you. You're not a burden. I want to see you get better. Um, and so I, I guess the word burden kind of like stings a little bit um but I think that the 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 what I would say is the hard part about it is if you disclose something like that that you're struggling with a past trauma a current situation whatever it is and you are making a decision not to do anything about it that's when it's like uh, like you're you're telling me or I'm telling you I'm struggling with depression and I see how the dep my depression is impacting our, our marriage, our relationship, and I'm choosing not to do anything about it. I think to me, that's when it becomes, I don't want to say burden, but selfish. burdensome or selfish, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's okay. like, because you, you see we're, we're suffering as a couple or it's impacting us in some way, but you're making a choice of not to deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, to me, that's like when it's time to kind of talk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There has to be... Um, some kind of um, steps towards progress. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that, that's very, very, uh, that's what you say, that's, that's precious, what do you say, precious cargo, you mm -hmm. know, disclosing things like that. And, and that's a uh, uh, huge level of trust mm -hmm. and um, vulnerability to, to, to put yourself out there mm -hmm. and to be, um, you know, um, what's the word, I, I guess. No, you just you just want to uh, give that information and to not be judged, you know, to be helped by your partner. So, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. Um, most people are, I mean, when you relationship with somebody, you uh, I, I always think that you have to somehow care about their feelings or stuff they're going through. And then if I care about you, that means I will be willing either to try to help you to be a better person. And um, some people, if they're not, again, in a comfort zone to get help, that's also a cause like a different situation or different drama in the relationship. Now, I think most couples need to remember that they're here or they are together for each other. If I'm here for you, I'll be do my best to help you go with like your depression that you have. And also I always tell my wife, like it's not, it's whatever you're saying, it could be good or bad, but how you say it, it will be even better. Like if, if I'm about to tell you something or a drama that I had in the past, 
it's I'm not gonna wait on the situation just to be like, oh, I've been this and this and this. I've been uh, 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 raped before or whatever. But if I'm comfortable with you, and then uh, we probably talk and not because of this situation, but I'm just coming to you open, like, hey, I've been this situation, this situation, you'll probably be, I'll feel comfortable to try to help you instead of like try to judge you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Thank you guys. I definitely um, agree that, hey, once it's brought to light, it's not just good enough to just say something about it. You got to be willing to, you know, do the work. And um, <laughs> definitely the spouse, you know, partner be supportive and, you know, help. But the individual that's dealing with it also has to be willing to, you know, be transparent about it and then also be transparent about, you know, the process and healing and getting to work. I'm just going to add on, sorry, really quick. If all that's else fails, cool. no, wait, listen. If all else fails, you go back to your vows. It says for better or for worse, sickness and health, right? And so it's like, mm -hmm. it didn't give you specifics of what that sickness is. It didn't give you specifics about what that better or worse is. And if you are making this commitment, this vow to this person, like you're committing to be their ride or die through whatever may come. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not, I mean, it's definitely easier said than done, but that's the reality of marriage. <laughs> I said that's definitely a good point there you got to go right back to the basics you know awesome all right guys well that's all that I have for this evening thank you guys for your time